Hello, and welcome back to Monkey Movie Mondays. This is Chris. Hi, I'm Benny. What What else was I supposed to say? Oh, nothing. I just didn't know what else I should say myself. Um. Welcome back, everyone. We pride ourselves on our professionalism. That's right. Here we have a strict script. Yeah, a strict script that we stick by. Obviously. Yes. I don't know. So anyway, uh, I'm personally really hyped up right now. We are recording kind of out of our decided release order. Benny and I had recorded the first episode of this wonderful new series yesterday. And today we recorded our third episode because Eric was unable to join us for the right. second So one. technically this is episode three, but for us, it's the second episode we've recorded. Yes. So, so uh, that's not confusing at all. Well, you know, it is what it is. That's right. Today we watched Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. You sure about that? <laughs> I mean, it sounded right, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second time was great. Mm. Um, excellent, excellent, excellent fucking movie. And uh, I can say with confidence, I have not seen it before. And if I have seen it before, then I was so blissed out of my mind on something. Because I, I remember nothing about this movie. But after watching it, it was an amazing film. I love this movie. Uh, nothing puts me in a good mood like a good monkey movie, and I was hyped throughout this whole thing. Right. Oh, I, I was too, and it, it uh, just reaffirms my belief that uh, the human race is a virus that should be wiped out. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, you were so into it, you only took, what, two notes you said? Yeah, two two notes on, on the opening of the movie, and that's <laughs> it. I, after that, I just got sucked into the movie, and I just forgot to take any notes. Yeah, well, I took quite a few. I have a lot of thoughts of this well, let me, let me get my notes out of the way first. Then yeah, we let's can move do that. On to all of yours. Let's do that. Um, I was just going to say the the very opening sequence uh, where it picked up right where it left off. You see the uh, the news reports. The yes, the news reports were uh, at the end of the first one. You see the plane flying around, kind of like symbolizing uh, spreading the virus. And in this one, you pick up it, it's it's red lines instead of yellow, but you you see it spreading around the globe and uh and the news reports of the simian flu and uh yeah it picks up right where it left off and i i thought that was that was very cool and then skips ahead 10 years right right um but uh, the the opening of the film the uh the opening action sequence i thought it was interesting how in the first movie you see a bunch of humans kind of surprise attacking the apes and in this one you see a bunch of apes surprise attacking um elk and deer and you know they were they were hunting they weren't doing it for sport or to uh oh it was an organized to, hunt and yeah, immediately yeah. in the movie like it showed us the evolution of the tribe right and it was it was for completely different reasons but i just thought it was cool that that the opening scenes were were the exact same only it was the apes doing the hunting this time um i just i thought that was really Really well done. It was it was cool. You know, it also served, you know, it was a quick little sequence, but it, it also served to explain a lot of the ape dynamic, the tribalism, and, like, what's happening with some of the characters. Like, almost immediately, you know, you see, you meet Caesar and his son. You know, his son gets attacked by a bear, and you see, like, Caesar confronting him and protecting his son fiercely, but also calling for help from the tribe. And then Koba who would, you know, eventually turn into our prime primary antagonist, comes and just sweet fucking jumps off a cliff and just stabs yeah, the Cobra's, bear in the head. 
I say what you want. I, he's he's an evil prick, but he's got skills. Yeah, I mean, Koba is a badass. It's just, you know, it's what he is. And then Caesar's thankful. And then his son, you see like a brief little like teen embarrassment. Like, oh, it's, dad, you're <laughs> yeah. embarrassing me. Leave me alone, dad. It's just some bear scratches. It's the guys cool. are watching. Exactly. Ash is here, man. <laughs> um, by the way, we should probably say spoilers. Just, you know. Oh, this so we've established in the first episode. This show is going <laughs> to be know, all just, spoilers. Just in case the uh, the third episode that we've recorded the second as the second episode, if people are listening to this for the first time, <laughs> I've I, my brain just peed itself. Anyway, you just confused spoilers. me, Benny. <laughs> Don't worry. In the in the, the descriptions of our show, it's going to say spoilers. Fair enough. Fair enough. I promise. So, all right. Um, so yeah, I mean, so pretty cool. The way the, the beginning is just establishing the ape society, it brings us into their, like their dwelling, you know, ape home they called it. Right. You see their little Ewok city, which is is amazing. So cool. Uh, and you know, you see they cut to like Maurice teaching the young in like a school setting. Yeah, that, and it has that was the cool. you know right there in chalk. It says, "Ape not kill ape, ape together strong, and knowledge is power." So boom, right again, we're being hit with like you remember we talked about the first movie being a baseball bat. Yeah, this yeah. one is too in different ways about different things. This right. is showing us the difference between the apes and man and the problems of man, but also like inherently what society is and how it doesn't change no matter what race you are. You know, like these three things written in giant letters, you know, right. by ape hands are the three foundations of society that you need to build. And it's very interesting to see ape society in the way that they work. It's all about common respect. Yeah. It's very interesting. And uh, I, I like that, uh, and you said you didn't notice it before now. No, I didn't. Um, but there were a, a couple different shots there where throughout the uh, the city, there was the, the the outline of the window from the first movie. That uh, that was really cool. That kind of became a, a symbol. It even comes up later on in, towards uh, towards the end of the movie mm-hmm. uh, as a, uh, a warning or a, a sign of of togetherness or, you know, that sort of thing. But it was, it's cool like Caesar's they, mark. It's like his right. unofficial battle flag. Right. I, I love how they kind of worked that in. I liked it too. That was, that was cool. Caesar's wife, Cornelia, they have a new baby and, uh, she winds up getting sick, but I just want to point out that I didn't do it during the movie because I thought it'd be interesting, but do you know who plays Cornelia? No. Judy Greer. Judy Greer. You know I, know that, I know that, I know that name, but I stuff. can't. Have you watched the rest of development? Uh, yes. She's the one who would keep flashing. Say goodbye to these. Oh, you know, you know like okay, that. That's gotcha. her. Yeah. But she's in like everything. She's got. She's got to have the best fucking agent in Hollywood, right? She is literally in everything, and she. And I'm not complaining. She's never bad, but I just think it's awesome that she gets to be Cornelia and the that, fucking. That's cool. The apes movies. I, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we've established that it's been ten years. So they've had ten years to build this new ape society, and uh, they also say that it has been two years since they had last seen a human. Right, so it's it's not looking good for the human race. Simeon flu is just fucking kicking us in the teeth. And then, of course, so that's, this is one of my only real complaints about this movie, is the... It's so dense, it's a really long the movie, I forgot to look humans. up the playing. <laughs> well, no, but yes, but that's not what I mean. I mean the way that, um... The, uh, the way the movie, the tone jumps, and the... I'm looking... There's a word I'm fucking completely missing here. 
The, fl- I, the flow of a movie. What's that called? Uh, the flow of the movie. Nah, there's a specific <laughs> word I'm looking for here. Uh, tone. I, I don't know. But I know what you're saying. It's it's how anytime, and it was a, a theme throughout the whole movie. Everything's jarring. Anytime there was a moment of peace or happiness or, oh, anytime you have one of those moments, it is immediately followed by something either bad or very kind of surprising and jarring is what you said. I think it goes for really anything. I think no matter what happens in one scene or sequence of this movie, there's going to be a jarring edit to another scene or sequence that is like the complete opposite of whatever was happening in the other scene. Which I would imagine that's intentional though. But it's not comfortable. I think I think it's a I don't know if it was intentional per se. I think that there's so much on the cutting room floor probably. You know what I mean? That just right. couldn't get into the movie. It's such it's such a dense thing. I mean, what is it like? At least two and a half hours long. Some something like that. Yeah, it was it was a long movie. Yeah, there's a lot there. I think that we probably lost a little bit. Yeah, to help smooth the transitions from from thing to thing because, like you said, man, fucking just let us be happy for a second. <laughs> Good. That, that's Lord. actually one of your notes. You showed that to me. It's just, just let me be happy. Yes, with. Happy's all capitals, and there's three exclamation points yeah, afterwards. Just, just five sec. Can I just get five seconds of happiness, please? Yeah, like please. <laughs> and no, no, you may not. Oh man. So yeah, the humans finally like meet the apes. That happens, right? And of course, we uh, we end up shooting one first thing. Just mm-hmm. boom, human. Hey, shoot an ape. Yep. Because human. And it really makes me think about, like, these situations, like me in some kind of post-apocalyptic situation. In a virus outbreak, I'm not going to be lucky enough to be one of those dumb motherfuckers. Yeah, me neither. I'm probably just going to die. It's fucking bullshit, man. But that dumb, ignorant fuck gets to shoot an ape. There's always that one guy. Always. I want to be that like, that's, guy. Like, that's humanity in general. You could have, like, a group of, of five or ten, even fifty really good people but then there's that one asshole that ruins it for everyone. Hmm. One bad apple spoils the batch or whatever. Yep. Yeah, dude. It's horrible. I don't know. Fucking, but again, like the whole Caesar Coba thing, is it starts like right away, you know. Caesar commands great respect and Coba is his polar opposite. You know, we discuss right. like, you know, diametrics. <laughs> Koba's very much Professor X. very much anti-human, and and yeah, I I love the fact that you compared Caesar and Koba to Professor X and, and Magneto, mm-hmm. and that was the just the perfect comparison. It's just how it is. I mean, throughout the whole movie, they're both fighting for something that they believe is right and is right. In actuality, they are both right, but they both have completely different methods, and Kobas are right. obviously wrong. They 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 want. Peace, basically. They want to protect the apes. And let's go even deeper, and, uh, dude. Magneto's, like, you know, in a concentration camp, right? Koba's fucked up because he was in the labs. Like, they're, but, they're wow, very similar. Yeah, that's that's very true. And, uh, you know, Caesar slash Professor X <laughs> believes that we should coexist with the apes. That apes and humans can, can get along together and be happy. Mm. And Koba slash Magneto believes that human beings should be squashed like the bugs that we are Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean it's a very very apt comparison aped (laughs) a very aped they they aped the idea from x-men oh god 
Yes, yes, I'm very punny. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> fucking Gary Oldman just shows Gary, up. The, the great Gary Oldman is in it. And uh, I, I love him so much. He oh, he's great. Best. He's great in everything. I didn't like his character in this movie, though. And I felt like, I bet you a lot of him was left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. For for someone like Gary Oldman, they, he he didn't have as much screen time, I feel like. He got one brief he scene of character development when he cried at his, his dead children pictures. Right, right. And that was it. But, I mean, he he did a great job. I mean, you know. That's he, Gary Oldman. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, agreed. I, I wish they'd, he'd, he'd had a few more scenes or a few more deeper scenes, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. I agree. All right. So, we, you know, we basically learned that there's Gary Oldman's leading this human faction that needs power. So they're trying to get to a dam that's in Caesar's right. neck of the woods. Right. Basically. There's a, a small group of humans who, I guess, have, are uh, immune to the virus and they're all kind of kind of hanging out together, and they're almost out of fuel, so they need uh, they need power, right? But they're humans, and they're always arming themselves and being threatening. Uh, and it's you know, Koba is able to use this as an excuse to kind of gain leverage and convince the apes that humans are bad with these guns, right? You know, like so he does this cool little like circus act. It's fucking was, brilliant. He completely manipulates yeah, these that, dumb that humans. Yeah, that was genius. It was so good. Um, and then, like, so, like, he's finding out, like, the humans are armed, and Caesar is kind of, like, forming a relationship with the, you know, the few people who are open-minded. And there's some really warm moments, and we were talking about, like, the juxtaposition of, of like, edits. Well, sometimes it happens within scenes. You know, there's a great scene yep. where they're, like, all, you know, hanging out with Caesar's baby, basically, and like, oh, isn't it cute? And they're kind of playing with it. And then it immediately turns to violence. And it's yeah, so the, uncomfortable. It made the, my the one entire being yeah. crawl. He, uh, so, so basically Caesar said, cool, you can work on the dam. You can, you can do your thing. Um, but we take all of your guns, period. And uh, so then they, they work on the dam and everything like that. And everything's cool. And then you have this little oh moment with the baby. And then they find that uh, the one asshole snuck in a gun. And bad stuff immediately breaks out, and uh, yeah, that that's kind of the theme of the whole movie. Oh, oh shit! I mean, really, that's it's so <laughs> fucking bad. This, this is the point where I wrote, "Just let me be happy." Like this is when in the movie I wrote it. I was yep. like, "Come on!" I was like so just upset about the whole fucking thing, and that, and it's at this point where like you know because we kind of skipping over a couple of things. And, like, something happens where Koba gets very mad at Caesar and decides he's not going to tell him about the guns, and him and a few guys are going to get their own guns. Yep. You know? So he fucking, like, shoots Caesar, basically, and frames that asshole. He steals his hat, everything. Yeah, set, sets the uh, the little Ewok city on fire, shoots, uh, shoots Caesar, and plants the gun and the asshole's hat to where they'd find it. And uh, basically starts a war, pretty much. And then for an entire sequence after this, it kicks into a full-on, like, World War II movie. And it is so fucking great. Matt Reeves Agreed. crushes this sequence. It's not even fucking funny. Um, the scene where Koba takes the tank... In particular. That was bloody amazing. I'm sure it's all... I feel like it's probably all CGI, except for maybe the actual camera on the tank. But it's an uncut scene. Right. It's completely uncut, and it shows Koba, like, taking this tank 
and the and taking out the guy on the turret, and the turret's spinning, and the camera's attached to the turret, and he turret, and he disappears into the tank and takes the tank. Yeah, and he just... comes back up, and the and the fucking tank like starts taking a turn, and the, and the other APCs got the fucking thing, and they all kind of like charge with the tank. It's fucking epic and that, incredible. That was a great scene. It's that, one of the best sequences I've ever seen. That was phenomenal. Yeah, I, I really was just like, I went ape shit <laughs> for that scene. You know, I loved it so much. It's like the only good thing about Koba, I think, is that crazy shit. Because my next line is, Koba is insane. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. An he, insane he, creature. He loses it. Totally loses his mind. I, he I wants think, power, he wants revenge. I think Koba would have been a, well, I mean, he was. It, it was already proven. A great member of the tribe until humans come along. Exactly, and not even so much that that humans cause trouble. It's just the fact that there are humans, and that's Koba's. It's his trigger. It's his trigger. Yeah, is people. Oh God, people! You know, because mm-hmm. he remembers when he was back in the day when he was uh, uh, controlled by the humans and experimented on and There's cut up. There's a scene where and, he points to his scars, and he's yeah. like, "Human work, human work." And he's pointing to each yeah. scar, and you're like, "I get it." Oh, I definitely get it. It's, it's his version of Magneto holding out his fucking tattooed arm. You know? So, uh, let's take a moment of memoriam for James Franco. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor James Franco. Poor James Franco. Yeah. I wonder what he thought as he lay there fucking coughing up his own blood and dying from the virus that he created. Probably, uh, well, this sucks. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was... I'm a little disappointed they didn't actually... My bad. They, <laughs> oopsie. <laughs> so you kill the human race. Womp, womp, womp. I wonder how much you got paid to like take that picture. <laughs> I don't know. Probably an embarrassing amount of money. Probably. Like a year's salary for me and you. Probably. But fuck, man. And then after that intense war scene, the, the apes start like going just like around like collecting humans and just creating more chaos basically putting the humans into a concentration camp pretty much but the way that they did it was just chaotic and awesome and the way that like they were were following malcolm (laughs) through that building was really exciting fucking bullets going through the walls just fucking like apes flying places like that shit was cool but i'll I'll tell you what really what really sent me over the edge with with koba um because i i didn't i certainly don't agree with it but I could see his point for everything, even everything, even killing Caesar, or at least you know, wow. I thought he killed him. I even that because he honestly thought that Caesar was too weak. He thought it would be better for the apes to fight the humans, and to do that, he would have to get rid of Caesar. I understand it. I'm not saying it's right, but I understand it. Yeah, yeah. But what really got me was like, wow, you're a dick. Was when he tells this uh, the other ape to kill a human. Ash, I think. Would Ash, Rocket's son. Yeah. Tells Ash to kill a human, and he's like, no, that's not what Caesar would want. And and he immediately just picks him up and throws him off a building. No, no. First he fucking drags him up the flight of stairs, and then throws him over the goddamn thing. Right, right. That part that... I was, I was at least understanding of him until that point. And then after that, I'm like, no, you're a douchebag. Well, that was the scene where they're really hammering home the point of... You know, as these apes evolve, the more human they truly become, which leads us to, you know, the, see, the scene where Bra, Blue Eyes, uh, Caesar's son, 
find you know find Caesar on the couch all wounded and like sick, and he says, "I wrote human lesson: fear makes them follow." Very much so. Um, the apes didn't do anything like that up until that point. They lived on a foundation of respect. Yeah, they all lived for each other and helping each other. And there's, uh, without going into specifics, because this is not that kind of show, but even in today's society, you can very much see that in, in certain cases that people are afraid and for good or bad, they look to someone to take away that fear. I agree. It's and, unfortunate. Uh, very, very unfortunate. Who our president is. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to go there, but, but correct. But it's the fucking truth. It, I mean, it is, we're, it is. We are supposed to be... We're supposed to have an example of what are of what we're supposed to be as quote unquote Americans, you know, and the the president is supposed to lead that example for us. But instead, we have venom and vitriol and hate. Well, he's he's doing exactly what Koba did in in the in the sense that Koba made all the other apes afraid of humans. Our current president is making everyone else afraid of other types of humans or other groups and, and just stoking that fear and which is making some people cling tighter to him and, and follow him even more closely. Cause those are the ones who are prepared to hate. Yep. And it's uh it's, it's a shame. It really is. We're sorry listeners for bringing the show down. <laughs> I tried to stay away from it, but it's the truth. We can't, you can't stay away but, from the truth. Right. That's all there is to it. I, I tried to, but at the same time, he, he's very much right. Yeah. And it's, it's a horrible thing. So let's bring it back up. So, so okay. for more than half of this movie, the first time I saw it, I was waiting for the monkey fight. Monkey ding, ding, fight. Ding, ding, ding. I fucking wanted that ape on ape action. I knew it would look cool. Let's get ready to rumble. They did not disappoint. All right. Fucking they do that shit. And throughout the whole thing, Caesar's like laying home that moral lesson, you know, because they're talking the whole throughout the whole time. And he, you know, he says, Koba, fight for Koba. Koba, yep. belong in cage. Yep. And it culminates when Koba is about to die. He fucking tries to manipulate Caesar and says, ape, not kill ape. Even after he just shot a bunch of apes. And he, Caesar looks him dead in the eye and says, Koba, not ape. Yep. Drops his fucking ass. The first human or ape, the first person he killed. The first person Caesar killed. Yep. And uh, the fight up leading up to that point was amazing. So cool. Watching Koba and Caesar slug it out. Oh, it was great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was great. I love it. It's so great. This movie is, it looks good. The CGI improves with every film. And like I, I was saying, the next one is like in the snow. So it's got like this blue, like white muted color palette. And it just looks so gorgeous. Oh, I can't wait. Did you, I, normally I don't catch things like that. I'm a very literal person. When I watch a movie, I don't catch a lot of the metaphors and, and symbol symbolism and, and stuff like that. I just, I, I'm just not built like that. I usually don't catch it, but I really did like going back earlier in the movie when the apes first went to the human, um, I didn't even catch that one. I know what you're about to say. Right. Um, so basically every single human that you see in this shot is wearing black or very dark clothing, but the one guy, the uh, the hero of of the movie, the Malcolm, the the savior of humanity, hopefully, was wearing a white shirt, and it was just really cool how this one dude was wearing a white shirt, and uh, everyone else was wearing very dark clothing, and uh, 
like I said, I usually don't catch stuff like that, but but that just kind of stuck out to me. Is and that was it's a very that stark was really movie. Cool. Yeah. The white really does stand out. It's fucking great. Matt Reeves is a, is a talented guy. Yeah, yeah, this was a good very much good so. movie. I fucking love it. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, really looking forward to the third one. Um, definitely did not see the second one, but definitely glad I have now seen it. Um, very much enjoyed it, and people suck. <laughs> Take away. So, uh, your your final thoughts? I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. I fucking love this movie. It, it's <laughs> everybody. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's it's great. The Andy Circus is such a phenomenal actor. Yeah, the, he speaks a lot more in this movie, um, but still, he carries so much in his face with no dialogue. You know everything he's thinking. You you yeah. know what he's feeling. You know, and at this point, like the other ones start to get their thing. Like his son, who I don't know who looked, who played his son, but he was great. You know, his his eyes were fantastic. He he really felt for him at a certain yeah. a couple certain points in the movie. I think, and the scars make him look badass. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah, the third one's gonna be great. I have a lot to say about it, and I can't wait to tell you about what I want, what I wish <laughs> they would do after. You know. Fair enough. Fair but, enough. Uh, yeah, fucking A. I'm loving Monkey Movie Mondays. Me too. Uh, hopefully you are as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, if you are, follow us on Facebook. Yep. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and uh, rate and review. Yeah, absolutely. Do that. Do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And share, 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 share. Tell your friends and family. And talk to us. If you like what we're doing, let us know. If you don't like, <laughs> let us know. And if you have any ideas for movies, fucking let us know. Yeah. Chris's phone number is... No. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Not going to do that. But, uh, all right. Oh, so we're done? Okay. I think we're done. Okay. Uh, I think we're done. We hope you've enjoyed the uh, the third episode of Monkey Movie Mondays, and hopefully we'll see you next time. That's right. Next, ep- uh, next episode, we'll be doing Jane Sound Bob Strike Back, so be sure to watch it. Monkey Movie Mondays with Chris Martinez and Ben Whitaker is a Boat Fight production in association with RadioHaver.com. Theme and logo provided by the incomparable Josh Jones. If you want to keep in contact with us or just tell Benny what's up, follow Monkey Movie Mondays on Facebook and Instagram. And tell everyone you know to subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And don't forget to rate and review. You've never been in a boat fight, have you?